Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 84 of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And this minute's going to start out with uh, Victor still listening to his father uh, via tape recorder. Um, You know, telling him about all the ins and outs of the new uh, fangled getup that he's got, you know? All the bells and whistles. It smacks, smacks hood of the car. Reading the car manual manual for him. (laughs) Reading the car, oh man. Yeah, I guess he is reading the car manual for him. That was a short-lived meme, right? The Smacks car door, Smacks top of car. You know how many all memes are short-lived nowadays. It's like, um, it's just you everybody... ever see the calendar now that people do? They'll be like, "Oh, here was the meme of the month. Like, this was the recent fad." Yeah, I remember that. Use use car salesman. You know how many things you can fit into, you know? And that was the meme format. It's you know the what's... meme economy, bro. It's wild. You know what's even yeah. like a step further that makes it even worse is like a tearaway desk calendar of like memes. What if they did that? What if you can buy like a 2010 desk calendar or a calendar now that's from memes from 2010, you just tear them off. It's like, here's, I guess that's what you were just referring to, right? Well, no, they sometimes just people, they just post like, here were the top memes of, you know, January. Yeah. Or like, you know, just of 2020, like remember when in the, in March of 2020, when this was the, the meme that everyone was passing around and I don't know. All right, had, cool. Uh, so get that and then just make it like physical tearaway calendar. Yikes. Right. Sure. Advent calendar, but memes. That's even better. I feel like mm-hmm. that actually was a thing. I'm sure the, the tearaway one that you're talking about, that's an easy thing to make. Cause you can make like a SpongeBob meme calendar alone and it would just be, you have so many to choose from. You can make so many years, different calendars of just a raw material of, of SpongeBob memes. Yeah, and then the follow-up is stores? Simpsons. Just calendar stores? Yeah, like in the mall. Yeah. You ever been to a calendar store in a mall? I've been to a Hallmark store. And okay, there's so essentially the same calendars thing. There. Yeah. But you're telling me a store, they only sell calendars. And like other knickknacks, but like I essentially the biggest thing store. was a calendar. Yeah. And like the, I don't want to give it, in a mall, in a tiny, yeah. in a small, a small local one, yeah. mall. And it's all just like puppies and cats and all kinds of, because you can make a different calendar for different animals. Yeah. You Let's can make a whole a, duck calendar. What's the, what's the craziest calendar you've ever seen? What's the craziest calendar? Craziest calendar. What's the craziest calendar you think you could think of right now? You won't even have to see it. Just like, that. Your, use your imagination. Mine, cruise ships. Different cruise ship liners. Yeah, that's wild, right? At least it twelve. You Someone's at least buying 12. it. At least twelve, baby. Yeah, you know who's buying it? Cruise ship captains. Someone, who's, <laughs> someone who just loves being on cruise ships. Cruise ship captains. They put it right there on, they, the, like, on their bridge. They run an Airbnb and they want to like make it look cruisy, like for okay. when people come stay at their i don't know where i'm going right. well this. no i get I, that i get so I like it's kind of so i don't know the market it's like a nautical theme for an airbnb but you take yeah, it a yeah, step yeah. further and make it instead of just you know it's not a yacht you're on a you're on a carnival cruise ship baby all right yeah. i'm gonna yeah. paint my 
foyer, like an atrium or something. Yeah, it's a Margaritaville of Airbnbs. You got to have the cruise ship calendar. On okay, there. okay. Now we're just yeah. now we're mixing. Jimmy Buffett's got to get involved in some way in capacity. I don't know how this is. <laughs> yeah, um, let's uh, let's talk about the minute here. I don't even know if we ended with the minute. The minute's going to end with um, some sort of a uh, uh, no. Victor's reality, whatever he is uh, yeah. seeing in in his own self. I guess. Um, how I mean, best to describe it? Victor's <laughs> mind, I guess. Uh, whatever void he can go into. I don't I think, know. Uh, Wherever his workstation is. Like, that's like... His workbench. Yeah, that's like, he's Cyborg's like, okay, what am I going to do today? It's like, all right, open up bank. And, you know, it's just That like, might be okay, a good bank, way to describe it. Yeah, wherever um, his workstation is. His domain, if you will. Um mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, face value, it's a crazy, beautiful scene. Like, this is one of the coolest parts of the movie. Just visually, you're just kind of like, yeah, this is awesome. Look at how cool this is. This is something, even before this movie and before uh, Doom Patrol introduced Cyborg into its story as well, and we kind of like heard that they're finally doing a cyborg movie. Obviously, that plan doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. And um, I always talked about how I love the idea of cyborg. I have a huge, you know, fascination with the cyberpunk genre and everything that goes into that. And knowing who cyborg is, I always thought of him in the way that they talk about him in this minute where he is a a digital god which is like as far as being access being able to access any kind of technology is a super super broken ability um back then i guess it was just kind of cool to think about like oh he's a cyborg but now where we are in, in 2021 and going forward he his concept as a superhero is getting more and more overpowered because of just the context of our environment, our, our technological foundation that we live on. Um, you know, everything that Silas does, Silas Stone says here where, you know, no firewall can stop him and no encryption can defy him is a cool poetic way of saying it, but it just really is everything I've wanted to hear and see Cyborg do in a movie which has just become this incredibly unstoppable uh, hacker, you know? Technological god. Really? You know, we, we, I think we've joked about it, not joked about it, but we've, we've talked about it, and he is the newest god. You know, we say that Superman is a god-like being. Cyborg is the definition of the next generation. Yeah. We've talked about this before where, like, you know, we are in this existential crisis where we create spawns of our own and we create the next generation and we reproduce and we create new life and from that life spurs a better incarnation of what we were prior. So you have gods and creating man and then what's man create that's next to going to be perfect is is creating machines and that becomes like the fear that machines take over but they really are 
our children that we're creating. We want them to be better than us. It's no different than you having actual children and wanting them to be better versions of you. That's the whole point of continuing your legacy. That's how you live on through them. And Cyborg is that. He is the newest God that's been created. And here he is doing this whole magnificent part of the movie for us. And we've talked about it so much that it's just so great to see it finally happening in a live action movie where I'm hoping people do soak this in. I'm hoping people do that. They don't just see it as like, Oh, this is such a cool visual moment of cyborgs powers and everything. But it is just like, no, you have no idea how broken this character can be, especially this one where his origin is mother box related. And he has like Zeno technology built into him. Mm -hmm. So not only does he have access to, you know, earth's technology and all the different, uh, technology from all different countries but he can access things on a universal level kind of like uh having access to forerunner technology you know (laughs) yeah it's pretty wild i mean like even diana describes the the mother boxes in the age of heroes story as what um uh technology so advanced it looks like magic right yes so i mean like I'm really trying to think, like, is Cyborg more so a demigod and fit in the line of how these, uh, if if he's if he's birthed from those boxes, from a mother box, that, that would be considered, you know, all-powerful? Yeah. Indestructible I, I, machine, living yeah, indestructible I, machine. Yeah, I, I really do think so. I think... Um... I think demigod is a good way to put it. Because he's I'm not technically think... indestructible. He's still got a face. You could probably... Probably hurt that face. <laughs> probably hurt that. I don't see why you would want to. No. But you have to be careful. You know, there is still brain in there. Yes. Um, it's, it's a lot like... Uh, you know, um, Or I was going to say like uh, Motoko Kusanagi from Ghost in the Shell where, yeah, her... She's a fully cybernetic body shell, if you will. But the ghost, the brain is still there. So that that is still part of the body. And destroy that and you've destroyed Cyborg. Um, and that's why he retains his humanity. And that's how you get into Grid, where Grid is like, I see that as part of your problem. Why don't you upgrade to the new OS where we get rid of all that and we just become fully uh, cybernetic. And that's where Cyborg has to be like, no, I have to be between both worlds, humanity and technology. And I can achieve wonders through that. Just like Superman is the connection between humans and Krypton. Wonder Woman, Amazons and humanity and so forth. Um, Fish and people or something. (laughs) The Atlanteans and, you know, the other fish. Crabs, yeah. Yeah, the crab shrimps. people, the no, shrimp people. I don't know the shrimp people. They're still. They don't want to be called shrimps. They don't want to be called shrimp. It's a big issue. It's yeah, a it's really big, you know. Them fighting words, and the mantis shrimp. They love to fight. So, be careful with them. Don't even get me started about the jumbo shrimp. Jeez. <laughs> um, they think they can take on the mantis shrimp. No, no, nope. I wouldn't. 
out of their shrimp mm-hmm. weight class, champ. <laughs> I think a mantis shrimp could give Mike Tyson a run for his money. You know, I think you um you catch uh I think you I think you like catch mantis shrimp or some something in that Animal Crossing game and uh don't do that. I, that <laughs> I think they're dangerous. pretty I think they're pretty big. Yeah. They got big shadows, I think. I'm pretty sure it's a mantis shrimp. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, they're pretty but... big and uh they they punch like 2000 pounds like times more their than their weight or something like that. They will literally break your foot if they hit you. What do you um, mean? It's incredible. Hit me. Mantis shrimp, they have like these like multi-jointed boxing gloves on them underneath them and they can literally crack a clamshell into pieces. Like they can shatter things. They also have like 12 times the amount of color receptors in their eyes than we do, so they can see colors that we have no idea exist. It's amazing. But look up mantis shrimp. But like but you want to talk on, about demigods, look up the mantis shrimp. They <laughs> make a whole superhero based off that thing. Do you think they have, so they have like different color receptors and stuff like that, but is light shining down that far? Are they seeing I, different light? I think from the just water the, yeah, stuff? just the way that light comes in and refracts and then they take in color, they can see 12 different uh, more like ranges of color. It's, so a, it's, it's just like incredible. different shades of color. It's like, okay, they can see the seafoam green, but you know, what if there's like seafoam green number two? <laughs> green number two? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Hey, what, new, what paint new, swab is that? <laughs> new blue just dropped, huh? You can, yeah, only, get, you can only get it in the ocean. Yeah. Um, I think there's a something that I really do like about Cyborg and something that doesn't get really talked about enough. And especially with this movie, I think it should have been a more ground ba- groundbreaking moment for superheroes. Um, I think Blade does it as well, but it's allowing superheroes or in Blade's scenario, anti-heroes to just be whoever they are. And the cool thing about Victor Stone is he's a black character. That's not, you know, his superhero persona is not wrapped around the color of his skin. You know what I mean? Like you don't have like, uh, let's say night wolf from mortal Kombat. Where it's like, yes, we know you're a Native American, but your whole superhero shtick is that you're a Native American superhero. It's like Cyborg is a black character, but he's a his superhero persona is just that he's a cyborg, you know, technological god. Right. You know. I love the character Black Panther, but I don't want there to always just be like, oh, because he's black, he has to be we have to do an African superhero or we have mm-hmm. to do a native American superhero, um, you know, and things like that. And then that gets into things where it's like, Oh, well if we, we can't just have, we can't do a black Superman. We have to create its own character to, to be that kind of thing, which gets into a whole mess of, of topics. But I, but for cyborg alone, I love the fact that, you know, you know, black kids can, can look at cyborg and just be like, yeah, that guy's great. He's awesome. I would love to be that kind of character and not feel like the color of their skin matters in, in the choice of, of who they love as superheroes. Um, I think anyone can be that, and I think it's fantastic. Um, so it's just one of the cool things I like to think about when it comes to like who superheroes are and who they have to be. I mean, hell, Barry Allen playing The Flash is Jewish. and Yeah, like his- baby, represent! 
and it doesn't like matter at all. It's like this Jewish persona, like it's not a, a has to be part of the DNA. It's just he just happens to be Jewish. He's just so. That, hey, that kid's just got just got a little go in him, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like stuff like that. I like when it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, man. Let's go. I'm right there with you. Um, they just did something recently where. Um, who was it? Uh, forget his name, but he played. Um, Tip of your tongue. He played. He played Deathstroke's son, Jericho. That's his Jer- name, right? Yes. Yeah. In what his voice or in a TV? no no in, in Titans, and he was oh he's a trans man, that. and it's cool because it's just like yeah it's whatever like it's trans. It's like don't it's no no big deal, and that's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's a thing that we can just do and just be like, all right, whatever, you know. And uh, now you have Elliot Page, and he can play Vanya still for Umbrella Academy, and it's like hell yeah, let's just keep rolling with it. It doesn't matter, you know. I love things like that, and I love when people don't have to, you know, we don't have to bring in a, a, a black narrative or something for 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 Cyborg to go along with, you know. I think that's one thing that certain people get upset about. It's like, okay, just because he's black, we don't need to go through the whole song and dance again. We don't have to yeah. do Hollywood black <clears throat> sympathy for them. Yeah. We can just have cool black superheroes and get through with it. Um, that's another reason why I really like Rhodey, War Machine from the Avengers series. Um, I think it was important for Sam Wilson to to do the whole Captain America thing because I think that's a huge political commentary. I think it's very important. Um, but that's just how cool it is to have these different stories and find the right place and time to, to have them. Um, so I just think it's really cool that, that we have that, especially with Cyborg. Cyborg is such an amazing character. Yeah. And, and I mean, Cyborg, we've been growing up with Cyborg, even watching Teen Titans drama, uh, you know, the first animated series of it. So like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we didn't get to see, you know, eighties Cyborg or, or see what all that hype was about when he was, you know, the, the new, uh, character at that time, but I feel like there was a, a good revival, I guess is the Mm -hmm. word. Cyborg's revival. It's like a thing. It's like a Disney ride. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, it's kind of cool that we got to see that at least. And I mean, yeah, we, Hmm. What am I trying to say here? It was, it was more, I had a, I had a more, ah, boy. I really enjoy Cyborg, but there's different, like, versions of Cyborg that I have to, um, like, separate pertaining to, like, the book and stuff like that. We know, like, uh, there's Justice League Cyborg. There was, like, Teen Titans Cyborg that, you know, I want to just, like, put... Yeah, put even yeah, put that under one blanket. Uh, yeah, George Perez and even like cartoon cyborg and stuff like that. Teen Titans Go, that kind of bo- booyah cyborg or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like lighthearted, childlike cyborg, um, Justice League cyborg, and then Doom Patrol cyborg. I was gonna say like I keep Doom Patrol cyborg in this one. Like I don't see a conflict between them. I know there was behind That's the what scenes. I'm, my conflict. point was like there's there's no conflict between this character as he pops between the different. Uh, like team ups and stuff, or just like different yeah. stories. Whereas like Batman, 
shit, you get you have to pull an arm and a leg to get him hiding in the rafters on the on the watchtower, you know? I mean, like, see, that's another either, thing. Yeah, it's either he's going to be dark and creepy or he's going to be leading and calling the shots of everybody and flying a jet or something. I, I think that's just on us, our ability to be okay with different iterations. I mean, we've talked about it. Like, I'm cool with the different iterations of Batman. Get crazy or don't get crazy or get super security batman you you know like (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know have uh have your man of steel superman have your christopher reeve superman have your no kingdom come superman have your red sun superman like i'm cool it's canceled what happened wasn't christopher reeve superman canceled if i'm wrong here i'm gonna edit this out i don't know i you've you've got me no oh no you're thinking of oh you're thinking uh dean got canceled yeah, you're thinking of uh, uh, Lois and Clark TV show Superman? I know what you're talking the, about. The new one? No, 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 no. That's no. Superman and Lois. Oh. That's oh. a different one. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. My bad. Yeah, it's a different. My it's different. Bad. Apparently, a lot Kane. of people really like uh, that, that new Superman. What's his name? I always forget his name. I can Nolan. never pronounce the last name. Huh? I said Nolan. That was my guy. He looks like a Nolan. Doesn't no. he? I don't if think you, it was his name. Tyler Hochlin. Was it Tyler? Hochlin, yes. But first name Tyler? Yes. Okay, either Tyler or Nolan. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> really? Look at this guy. No, Schmuck I, City. Huh? I think you're thinking of Nolan North. I know. <laughs> I, Is that the joke you're making? No, I'm not making a joke. I'm just like, this guy just looks so I guess it would be a joke if Nolan North just like plays, you know, voice acts everything. I mean, they once got Kevin Conroy to finally act as Batman for the CW show, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and like a like a exo bodysuit or something like that. Like Matt yeah, Damon. Yeah, he did. He basically did uh, a Kingdom did. Come version of Batman, where he actually did kill Superman. Okay. Uh, a la D- Dawn of Justice style. Yeah. So all of Frank if, Miller's style, as if he went through with it. Yeah, exactly. So a little, a little bit between Alex Ross and Frank Miller. Um, but anyways, I, I've basically what we're saying is, you know, I'm cool with. I, I can keep things separated, and between was different he, iterations. Iterations was, was that Batman like super, uh, like robotic patrol in the city, like police? Like was he like police Batman? No, 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 no. He wasn't okay. like police Batman. He was just kind of like, uh, no, nah, he was like hiding in his cave all the time. Like a nerd. Yeah. Being a, yeah, conspiracy freak. You know what's kind of fun to think I about? I want to see Rafters Batman, though. I don't know why I keep calling it Rafters Batman, but it's like JLA Batman, Grant Morrison yeah. style. Like, I want to see that Batman. I want to see that Batman that's just scared of sunlight. <laughs> I wonder if... um. I wonder if, like, uh, Keaton's Batman would be, like, the closest thing that, like, you could use for that. Maybe. Um, maybe not. For what? For, like, a, a, a more vampiric Batman. Oh, no. Not more at skulking, all. skulking, vampiric. At, yeah, no, I guess not at all. I was thinking just, like, big ears, dark, dark cape. You want more of like Damian Wayne trench coat Batman? No. No. Well, JLA does have like the little uh, shoulder points on him, mm-hmm. doesn't he? Doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. 
And no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're not talking no, that's about a good Batman. Question. We're yeah, talking I, about Cyborg. Hey, we're talking about DC superheroes. Who cares? I'm having a great time. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, we're segueing into our second half of the minute here, which is um, the the whole reality shift that happens here. We know we go inside Cyborg's eyes. We go through the little Digiverse here, and we go through mm-hmm. the tunnel. They're playing the Digimon song. We're going through, and the Mother Box kind of aesthetic opens up and reveals this actual desert plain with an eclipsed sun by the moon. Got a little uh, solar eclipse going on here. And excuse me and uh i had a lot of questions about this because i wasn't sure what's really going on i understand the the nuke part where he sees all the nukes that he can fire off with a thought and he kind of discards them which is something i you kind of see similar in x-men apocalypse if you remember that movie but with all this going on within cyborg's mind he also sees a version of himself that is returned to full humanity and my thought is, is if this is how he subconsciously thinks of himself. What is this world that he's created? What is this environment? What is this desert with this mountain range and this solar eclipse that's happening before him? What is that? Why, why is that? Why is he thinking like that? <clears throat> I wonder if, um, I wonder if it's just like the, in the same sense that this is a blank slate and as he learns more and and does this more like go into uh whatever this space is wherever this void of technological you know everything is um i wonder if that will like get more developed if the idea was like oh this is going this is a place where he goes right now and it's complete desert there's nothing here but as he becomes used to navigating the internet it becomes mm-hmm. filled like as a street or you know a busy city something like that and he's just like walking down or a library and he's just walking down hallways and corridors and stuff and just being like yeah okay go here 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 versus you know just like what happens in a later minute the building just like boom like shoots up in front of him right so that's him building the city building his network Mm, possibly maybe this is just me spitballing here maybe this is like the desert because I'm buying he it. hasn't done it is, yet i don't know what's pretty the, enlightening i don't know what the 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 eclipse sun would have to do with anything um and i honestly don't even know what the bigger metaphysical reasoning behind an eclipse sun um versus you know or, or as it relates to humans or, or or the mind or anything like that i have no idea maybe there's something completely like super f- philosophical about that that i just can't grasp um but yeah maybe my first... he sees it as the dawn of a a new age maybe um, it's such possibly. a brand new thing that's happening i thought it was here. a singularity at, at first i thought that was i thought that was a black hole um, but yeah. it's not. I thought it was or an event horizon, I guess, is, is the proper term, right? But it's not. I thought um, of it as, like, maybe this is a... Uh, he sees this as, like, a, a wasteland that he's not used to. Yeah. Or maybe the mother box craves this kind of environment, and it's created this before him. Um, or maybe this is an environment that exists if the world's nukes were to eradicate all life maybe this is post unity environment but Mm. i like yours better it is a clean slate domain probably 
and this is his realm now. This is him. This is what his network looks visually to him because he can visualize it as such. You know, it's not just folders and directories and a UI that comes up before him. It's not as two-dimensional as we perceive it. But for him, it's like, no, this is my blank slate network, and I'm going to access the world's banks now. And all he has to do is walk down to the actual bank building, and then he can expand the money and, you know, then do do that whole thing. But this is him building his network. So when he goes into himself and, and becomes part, you know, accesses the domain that he's created, you know, he has streets and, you know, power plants and access to a, a public school where he can then find records of a missing student or access the GCPD and walk right into the building and have access to their computers. And that's how he's accessing it from his own, you know, he doesn't even have to go anywhere. He could stay in the uh, Justice League watchtower and just do it from there. Yeah. Um, And become Brother I, if you will. (laughs) Do you remember that, 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 um, that uh, Dave Chappelle sketch? where it was like the internet and he was like, it was kind of like a mall, but like it was just all like a white blank room and he was just walking. It was just different kiosks and vendors and stuff. It's kind of like that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I I think Digimon, they do it as well. Or in Digimon, it was, it really was like, Oh, here's the URL. And then you will go walk down the street because you have the URL to go to that part of the direction. And it does the whole kind of thing where we see here where they go through the tunnel, uh, like in cyborg's eye and they just kind of, tunnel their way into a different um address or server and they kind of have the physical urls and passwords and encryptions and they can descramble things and um yeah. then in their world it would be like oh you can see this building here and then, then there's an actual beach here or something like that and they can traverse an actual environment which is something i've always loved digimon in that in that kind of way that they they blend you know, the cute things of what you see in Pokemon and aesthetically it's pleasing, but then it also bridges like the matrix into it. And I've always thought it makes it so much more complex and more enjoyable. Um, and that's what I like about Cyborg here. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's how I now want to think about it is him building his network, his domain here. It makes the most sense to me. Um, because so like right now he's like doing his hand thing as, as he's sitting here or whatever. And he looks up, and it's all the missiles and stuff. In real time, um, he was like, as as Silas was explaining, like all these systems, you know, like you, they're at your disposal. So like he's just like thinking about it, like oh yeah, so yada yada yada. I'm just gonna think about it. They're just like you know, shit. Maybe he was even like actually turning them on, like in practice, like like actually activating and just be like yeah without even like meaning to do so. He's just like uh, I'm just finding it, identifying it. And just like, oh yeah, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. We're seeing it pop up like how it's like these, you know, 3D light generated things from the forehead. But yeah, he's like in, you know, just the desert blank slate and trying to figure it all out. But then those missiles that he was just thinking about that Silas was still, you know, in his ear. Bingo, they're right there. It's like, oh, snap. That's like the search bar I just did. And I hit enter. Yeah, exactly. All All these missiles are like, they... They got shipped to me. They're delivered. Ah, uh, I don't, I don't want these anymore. Just swipe them. Boop. Yeah, Close out. because for us, it would be easy for us to understand it if we saw it as a hologram projection, as we see in the beginning of the minute. But as we, for him, who would always have to be looking at that user interface, 
it would get very cluttered to see all these different colored lines over and over. And he's like, okay, I just need to see it a little bit more with more clarity. That's how we get into the later half of the minute where he's actually seeing physical nukes in front of him in a world that he's created because that's so much easier for him to Mm -hmm. manipulate and take advantage of and handle them. You know, when you have layers and layers of just holograms, it it looks like a mess to him. So he's like, no, just show it to me like this. And I can just discard them like that and wave his hand, which is, yeah, so cool to think about. Um, And I think... Oh. I, I I know like hologram, you know Tupac was a thing and and stuff, but like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Elvis too. Oh man, no way, James. Yeah, that's Dean. what they called him, Elvis too. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, is this is this a practical um hologram thing? Is are those? Do they actually use them? Do you think? Like, do you have you ever seen anybody like super advanced scientists? Not even on like Elon Musk, Musky level. Got the guys above him, and they're just like, bloop, bloop. yeah, they're Tony Stark in it. You're asking me if holograms exist yet. The if if Tony Stark level holograms exist yet, where they can physically touch it and they can like throw things. Yeah, and like you know, split regions, split sections of of. You know, of of a star destroyer. They did something recently. I've seen projections where someone can like project a keyboard, and they have like a light, and it projects a keyboard format on their flat desk. And yeah, if that's they been t- that was a thing. Like Mozilla had that. You know, back in two thousand like eight or something. What are you talking about? So Mozilla, the whatever. Yes, Firefox. They had a thing called Seabird, and it was like a light-projected keyboard, and I think it was like its own, I don't know if it was its own, like, computer, or you know, or anything like that, but, yeah, I think it was called S-E-A-B-I-R-D, I think so, but it was, uh, it was like, it was, it came out two-sided, so it was like, boom, so you, like, had, like, right hand and left hand. Okay. Um, you could switch it to be, like, you know, actual square or whatever, but then it was like, oh, yeah, no. You can just like sit wherever the hell you want and just like type it in, and people like had it projecting on like their chair armchairs and stuff. I had to look. I this was a thing that me and my brother saw, and it was like new technology at the time, and we were like, "This is awesome." This was years ago, man. I can't even. uh, You're right. It is a thing. Right? Is it called Seabird? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I'll have to look into that. But yeah, that's exactly I know it was that like that, but thing. then like shortly after that, it was like Google Glass started becoming more popular and they were like, Oh, F this noise projectors, we need, you know, glass technology, and that's when they went all all in on that. It was a project concept eleven years ago. But I don't know if it had come to market yet. And that's okay. I think the big difference. But you're, but what you're telling me is this thing. This yeah, very projection technology keyboards that came, yeah. are 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 a thing. They do exist now on the market. You can get one for forty six dollars on Amazon. <laughs> you can get a wireless laser projection Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, so yeah, that is a thing now. But we're talking that's a two D projection. And you're talking yeah. about you want a three D projection that you can turn and and move and 
and and be able to manipulate with your hands. You want yeah. like the Xbox Connect or something like that. Yeah, obviously. Which, or that technology was better when science classes started to play around with it more so than actually using it for the Xbox. The Connect. Oh yeah, when you can make an yeah. entire room your capture stage. That yeah. was awesome, and it was just oh my god, how cool was that? Like motion capture on a consumer level, and it's like, yeah, it's just the video game. Yeah. But like, take it apart and like make your own program to it, and just buy a couple more. Yeah. You got you literally have motion capture. Anyway, that was really cool. Anyway, and they do that now with um, certain VR things where they have um, what's it called? Where they 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 can virtual reality. No, hip, hip, haptic, haptic, haptic not feedback. Not haptic feedback, not haptic feedback. <laughs> the other one where it's uh, it can sense your motion controls. Like you don't have to have controllers. It can just, there are certain cameras that can just read your oh, I don't know. performance. Uh, I'll have to talk to our quintessential gamer, Gabe, yeah. and ask him because he knows the, the term I'm thinking of. But it's, it's the same thing as um, the void experience the star wars the void experience <laughs> oh yeah where it's like a, it is a virtual reality helmet but everything as far as moving your hands it's all connected to your you you're not wearing yeah. a costume and you're not wearing anything else except a vest and a headset and holding a, a fake gun mm-hmm. but like let's say you want to move your hand across your face the stormtrooper armor is on your body like you can move the everything about you and so there's a certain word for that um so we do have camera recognition for that i think it's a bit about incorporating that within projections to then be able to move things so i don't know if that whole tony stark thing exists but uh seems plausible it seems right yeah so we'll have to see if anyone knows please let us know you can find us on all social media at dceu minutes and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And I think this is a good time to wrap up the show, Nate, don't you? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. It was I was so caught off guard by that transition that it was <laughs> like I think that's the point of, of these things. I feel like I had a question, but I honestly it doesn't matter now. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> let's wrap up for today and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for a minute number eighty five of Zack Snyder's Justice League.